Hello, everyone, and welcome to One Control Pork Podcast, episode 75. We got a special episode for you. Not really, but I'm in, I'm in, I'm in Oregon right now doing the Portland Retro Game Expo. Actually, as of Monday, I probably will, I will be home. My, my, my plane flight is <laughs> Sunday afternoon, but when I normally would be recording this, I will be in Oregon. <laughs> Uh, at the Portland Retro Game Expo, uh, having a good time up there. I haven't really looked at the uh, panel schedule yet. I really should do that and try to try to figure out what I want to do uh, when I'm there. Um, but yeah, I think I think the Portland Retro Gaming Game Show is always like really exciting to to go to. I'm, it's probably one of my favorite times of the year. <laughs> it's a convention I wish I had more easier access to. Uh, it's a pretty pretty exciting um thing so i'll talk about that more next week though and exactly what i saw and what i did and uh maybe maybe something something good went down maybe something didn't nothing good went down maybe maybe i got into a horrific accident and never went there in the first place who knows maybe i'm unconscious in the hospital but this was preset to go out so you're listening to this now <laughs> um but yeah so so you know obviously you can't do news because it is um it is this is still pre a week before when this is actually going up um so i thought i maybe talk about uh the wii a bit um the wii is probably um nintendo's wii uh is probably one of my favorite consoles of all time um and i think in the same way that people hold the super nintendo in super high regard i probably hold the wii in super high regard um i think that that probably matches if you know how my my tastes are in games um i i tend to like to go for things that are a little different than just like I, I like things that are not just like oh this is just a good quality game i like things that are interesting experiments and things like that um but yeah i was kind of um i would say to some extent though it was uh not exactly that's not exactly what originally got me into the wii um when i was growing up i was a pretty big nintendo fanboy i did have playstation around and once in a blue moon i saw like a sega genesis never saw a saturn uh, I did get a Sega Dreamcast, stuff like that, but I was a pretty hardcore Nintendo fan, and then, uh, around, like, 2013 or so, I, I got into the, uh, I got into the, the online politics, or not 2013, uh, 2003 or so, I got into, like, the online politics of Nintendo, or of fanboyism on the internet, and very harshly took a Nintendo side to things, uh, both online and at school, <laughs> um, and I was a, I was a huge Nintendo fan who, you, you I think you, you, you would, the same thing you would expect today from like a Nintendo fan, just like ex- excessive any fanboy really of any company, excessively defensive and excessively uh, offensive in terms of like you know trying to take down other people's consoles, saying like oh Metal Gear Solid can't work on the PSP. That's why they made Metal Gear Acid because it's impossible. Uh, when it's no the Peace Walker happened. <laughs> Anyways, so um, but yeah, so so you know, I was a pretty big Nintendo fanboy. Um, and I really bought into Nintendo's Blue Ocean strategy at the time. There, there was a really, and at the time you used to get a lot of these like online, um, um, almost like uh, I want to say investor meetings, maybe investor meetings where Nintendo would talk to people who 
who um, were not necessarily um, game journalists or things like that. And there was one that was about the Blue Ocean tragedy, and Reggie Fizeme basically talked about some book that they they used as an inspiration for their for their strategy. Basically, trying to get out of the bloody waters of the current game industry and find new a new blue ocean because you know they're looking at things like the mobile market essentially, or what would eventually become the mobile market. You know, you know people of a wide age group, and uh, I, I was super bought into that. And the Nintendo DS was definitely the start of that. Uh, games like Brain Age, Nintendogs, and things like that. But um, but the Wii, even after hearing all that and 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 you know getting into the Nintendo DS and, and absorbing that, when Nintendo first showed off the Wii remote, I was. <laughs> Uh, it was one of those things like where my gut sank almost it was it was a very strange feeling as as a kid because it was just so different from anything i saw before and it's like just like you know the uh, my mind was like this is gonna how change how we play games are are these games still for me are nintendo games still for me you know seeing all the motion stuff like the tennis stuff and I, i i wasn't really sure at the time how to receive it and um but me being the nintendo fanboy i am basically said well like well if nintendo's into it then they probably know what's right and i'll keep following what they do um and you know all that everything fed into the the, the launch hype i was a big fan of red steel you know i bought into that original red steel video which is basically all pre-rendered footage was like no 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 that's gameplay man that's gameplay it's not totally totally not gameplay (laughs) i definitely showed it to my friends saying it was and they were just like all right guy (laughs) um it's a lot easier to tell that stuff these days but hey you know i was a blind little fanboy kid um and i was pretty into launch stuff I, i picked up you know twilight princess and all that stuff and and i'd say probably around like 2008 um I I eventually started shaking free of that like Nintendo, that hardcore Nintendo fanboy feel, I guess. Um, and when I was doing that, you know, it's around the time like Mario Kart Wii was coming out. I was kind of like, you know, I want to try different games, I think. And I was starting to get into older game collecting, things like that. You know, I was playing games like Blue Stinger that was really... I always mention Blue Stinger as a really big turning point in how I how I viewed games because Blue Stinger is not a great game, but it's entertaining. There's something very enjoyable about it, and just because it's not a good game doesn't necessarily mean it's not worth playing, kind of thing. And games like that were really starting to change my mind of um of um just how I how I looked at games in general. And and while that was happening, you know, while I was transitioning out of this like you know hardcore Nintendo fanboyism. Um, and, you know, looking into, you know, like, a PlayStation 3 and stuff so I could play, you know, other games. At the same time, I was also, you know, getting into that that weirder stuff. And and I kind of ended up just ending up right back in the Wii pool, even though even though I was trying to get out of the Nintendo, Nintendo fanboy thing. Because um, it was just, everything on the Wii was so different in a lot of ways. And, and, and I think the best way to put it is, you know... Nintendo made this console that essentially forced you to think like Nintendo. Um, not only that, but it was so successful that people couldn't ignore it. You know, there are so many Wiis out there, and 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 up until like 2009, 2010, 
you know, people were trying to get in on the system, and and there were some good 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 attempts. Like Boom Blocks is always the the a big one that was like, um, you know, someone really making f- full use of this controller, and and it didn't find the success that it probably needed to find. But you know, it was it was interesting. You saw stuff like Let's Tap. Probe made a bunch of great like Yuji Naka's company made a bunch of really interesting titles between like Rodea the Sky Soldier, Ivy the Kiwi's a DS game too, but. Eh. Um, um, and you saw a lot of third-party companies doing things that, that I feel like they typically wouldn't do if they didn't have to. Um, there are some games that are just more straight ports. I remember a lot of the licensed games at the time, like, I remember the Thor game is coming to mind for some reason about the Wii game of that being just kind of like downpour. And then, um, and then, uh, there were some interesting, like, shooters and stuff that did come out on the, on the Wii. Like, uh, there were Call of Duty games coming out on the Wii. And I've always been a big fan of how the, the shooter mechanics worked on the Wii. Um, you know, obviously they weren't perfect. And specifically for, like, navigating around and, like, turning around quickly. There were different settings you could do, um, on, on the, the Wii. It gave you, it, it was kind of a, a trade-off, you know. Dual analog stick is good in certain cases and i'd say the wii remote maybe had more flaws overall but it did give you that precise aiming that you could do um but yeah and and so like one of my favorite time periods probably on the wii was these titles i would call them bridge games i can't remember if i got this term from somebody or if it's just something i i um already always had but uh games like disaster day of crisis and dragon quest swords are like the biggest examples i can think of just like these these games that basically take these um these genres and then boil them down to their core components and try to make them as accessible as possible for somebody that you know they want them to go from wii sports to a a game that's like a not a full-fledged game, but it gives you a taste. It starts bringing you in. You know, Nintendo's whole strategy was like, we're bringing these people into the game space, and then you know, some of them are going to start converting over to true more traditional games as well. And I don't think you really saw that with Nintendo, at least. Um, you know, maybe. Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure if you see much of that like Blue Ocean strategy, even with like mobile, even though it's not Blue Ocean anymore. But like with mobile, I don't know how much of like a conversion you're seeing from like mobile to to a console kind of thing. Um, but yeah, bridge games were kind of meant to be that in between. And then uh, you saw some games like the Fable game that came out, Fable the Journey, um, that Star Wars Connect game. These are both Connect games. Fable Journey is a Connect game, and then the Star Wars uh, Connect game were also kind of bridge games. And I also look at games like on the Super Nintendo with like Final Fantasy mystic quest that's also i would say is a bridge game it's a game that's trying to bring you into a genre and um and the we had had a nice chunk of those and i think typically those kind of games were kind of frowned upon by the traditional media um but i kind of ate them up i thought they were really interesting experiments especially stuff like dragon quest swords which is doing sword play in a very interesting way using only the uh, infrared pointer on the wii uh, and well, it was also using motion controls, but the, the core was the infrared pointer on the Wii of the, that mechanic. And, and that's something that like, you know, the, the original Wii remotes motion controls really couldn't replicate a sword in all the directions it could do, you know, red steel tried to do that and it just did not work out. Um, and then, so that was a, a interesting implementation with dragon quest swords, um, of trying to solve that problem. I did get, get a copy of uh, Dragon Quest Kenshin, which is like the the uh, plug-and-play TV set thing uh, for for uh, Dragon Quest... Or, well, yeah, for Dragon Quest Kenshin. It's basically the prequel to Dragon Quest Swords. Not prequel, but 
the original title that Drunken Swords uh, kind of came from. I did get that, but I couldn't get it working. Um, but yeah, I think that's probably like the, the most interesting thing about the Wii to me is like it made third party try to be Nintendo. And, and you know, I don't think they succeeded most of the time. I think most people probably didn't. Um, and, you know, as time went on, you could really see the bleed off of third party support for the Wii. Um, but I just kind of ate that stuff up. <laughs> I have probably about 80, 80 Nintendo Wii games at this point, if not more. Let me see. I might be able, I might have it pulled up here. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, um, I think, I think there's just no other console that really has so many people trying so many different things at the control scheme and a lot of them fail. Um, but then you have games like Red Steel 2, which, which in my opinion does an even better job of using Wii Motion Plus than Nintendo did with like Skyward Sword. And, and it really, it wasn't Star Wars, but it really fulfilled that like Star Wars lightsaber game people always wanted because you had all these powers and stuff and they might as well have been like force powers. <laughs> Red Steel 2, fantastic Wii game if you have not played it. You should definitely play it. The, the style is kind of eh. But the 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 gameplay is fantastic. Um, maybe the one downside is that shooting in that game is not necessarily the most um, most uh, effective thing. It pl- it plays well enough. Um, let's see how many Wii games do I have? So I've got eighty six Wii games. That's probably the most I have of any console. Um, a lot of them I have not been able to play still at some point. There's a lot of Wii games. And I always say this, like, I feel like I could easily triple or quadruple my Wii collection and still be happy with each game I pick up. Um, admittedly, I have a pretty low bar of quality. <laughs> um, there's games like, uh, oh man, uh, Escape from Bug Island that I've, that I've always wanted to get around to getting. And it's just kind of like this budget survival horror kind of thing like a B movie uh, game and and I just never got around to it. I think it was originally called like Neco Necronergia or something like that. It was a very early game in terms of like being announced. I'm not sure when it actually ended up coming out. Um but yeah, there's just some interesting projects that I still haven't been able to get around to. Like Opuna, that's an ARP JRPG that is uh as far as I remember entirely based around uh the nunchuck. Um, and like attacking enemies using the nunchucks motion control sounds like a terrible idea and it might be a terrible imputation I remember people liking it at the time though it's got a nice cute little like a uh, like a very everyone's like kind of like these ball people it's very cell shaded it's got a nice look to it um, um, there's a lot of interesting RPGs on the Wii in general between like you know the, the Tales of Graces came out and Tales of Symphonia 2. Um, but then there's also like Arc Rise Fantasia, which I picked up uh, that I would really like to get to. And I think it was originally some people that were working on Tales of Symphonia who, who worked on that game. Um, but there's just stuff all over the spectrum. Ghost Recon, Future Warrior, uh, or Future Soldier, I think might be the, the Wii's name. Let me see. Future. Or maybe it's just, is it just called Ghost Recon? I think it might just be called Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon, but I think it's based off the Future Soldier um, branding, even though it doesn't have the branding on there. Um, it's like a on like a co-op on rail shooter, and like I haven't gotten around to playing it, but like if you go watch the trailer for that thing, it looks really cool because there's like like a lot of like stealth aspects as you're like you know shooting darts into people, and you can like basically move up and cover separately. It looks like, and I really need to sit down and play that with somebody. I'd hope. Um, uh, yeah. I'm just gonna scroll through some of these games real quick and just like talk about any of the ones. I I 
one kind of side note, I guess, to to uh, the Wii era, and this is the same thing you're seeing with like Sony these days, is when somebody's on top, they don't have to give a shit about what people think about them. <laughs> and and you see that with Sony with like the Senra Kagura stuff on PS4 right now with uh where they took out the intimacy mode and stuff. So, yeah, Nintendo had a bunch of games that uh, came out in Japan and got localized in Europe, but Nintendo America was like, whatever, man. We don't want to localize any of these. So, like, another Code R didn't come out here. Um, um, Disaster Day of Crisis didn't come out here. And then there were games like uh, Last Story, Pandora's Tower, and Xenoblade Chronicles, which were just kind of teetering on the edge. And I, I see... If the Wii didn't fall off in the way it did in the last year, I don't think we would have seen those titles. I think Nintendo only had put them out because they had nothing else to put out. And there were games that received well and that the extended audience had left the Wii at that point. Although people still buy Just Dance on the Wii, which is crazy. Um, um, but yeah, and so so those games, you know, another could are in Disaster Day of Crisis in particular. They're not the greatest games. Um, another could are... I have a lot of problems with because they're like constantly trying to re- remind you what the story is. It's yeah, it's uh, I hope, I hope we don't get back to that point again. where like, we, we can't reliably have stuff getting localized. It feels like everybody's kind of in tune. Now there's occasionally some Japanese games that don't end up coming over here. Um, although like Sony is just like with it, like Omega labyrinth and stuff. It's just, giving us a hard time sony don't do this don't do this but every company that does who's in first place could hey they don't have to care really because you're gonna buy it no matter what uh but the steam version of center Kura still has the what's it called so you should buy the steam version if you care about intimacy mode i really don't care about intimacy mode just don't remove it. like i don't know sony bullying people is what bothers me more than anything rather than what was actually removed um I'm just going to poke through a few more of these titles. Curse Mountain was a big one for me. That was like a, um, I would say this is a, it's like a survival horror game where you're like in the Himalayas and stuff. And, and so the Wii, so, you know, downloadable content was starting to come of age during this era, uh, between the Wii 360 and PS3. But it really, I would say what it would be until after like 2010 or so that you really started getting some really quality titles on download there were definitely titles and and, and and microsoft had their their some of our arcade stuff that was happening but at some point the wii was kind of the place for budget releases um and so you could have games like curse mountain which couldn't they weren't able to afford to develop it for xbox 360 or uh, playstation 3 and it's like this this himalaya survival horror game and they they worked in the motion controls for basically making like I guess you would call them like incantations or something to seal away uh, ghosts and stuff like that. And it didn't always work very great. But there's like mountain climbing segments where you sit there and pickaxe your way up the wall. It's it's very, very, like, <laughs> very t- typical Wii motion stuff. But it actually worked fairly okay in that game. And that game just has a style to it. And because it was on the Wii and it was like had a lot of fog and stuff uh, due to the... Um, like the snowstorm i guess nature of it and so it allowed them to do more things like silent hill shattered memories i need to play that eventually games like that really could utilize the wii's power because um because it was you know able to they were able to cut off 
the the view after a certain range that they could really really clean up the look of the game because they didn't have to worry about rendering a bunch of stuff. But then you see games like Xenoblade Chronicles, which admittedly looks pretty gross up close. <laughs> um, you know, it, it, they they work to the strengths of the hardware. And then I think one of the ba- best comparisons of like a game that didn't is the the last story also on the Wii. Um, really did not work to the strengths of the Wii's hardware, and the game was just crippled by by um by frame rate issues and things like that even though it's like a lot smaller of a game and more densely packed than like xenoblade chronicles it it just didn't it wanted that final fantasy level of quality because it was a, a mist walker game which has sakaguchi but it really felt like a game that was trying to have that final fantasy level of quality on the wii and just like let's push the hardware as hard as we can and then just went a little too far <laughs> and didn't actually uh actually um come out ahead um final fantasy crystal Chronicles, crystal the crystal bearers i have a video about that that's an interesting game you should watch that fragile dreams i mean there's just a lot of neat little projects uh golden eye 007 is like not a neat little project but i really like that game it's definitely the most like spy-ish feeling golden eye or 007 i've ever played uh but i've only played a handful of 007s over the year and i probably have only played through golden eye to completion and golden eye 007 on the wii to completion so the, the original. Those are probably the only two games I finished. I did play Nightfire, but I played the PC version, which seems to be a terrible port <laughs> from what I remember. <laughs> um, there are people who like Nightfire a lot on, on console, though, so uh, that was pretty popular. Um, Link's crossbow training is a weird thing. I need to play the Night's Journey of Dreams still. I need to get to that. I'm a big fan of the original Knights. Um, I heard Journey of Dreams is not a good game, but I will give it a shot. No More Heroes, fantastic series on the Wii. That thing really should, like, they really should bring that up to more modern standards. I know they have, like, a 360 and PS3 port for the original No More Heroes, but um, I, I feel like they really... I feel like No More Heroes could do more sometimes. No More Heroes 2 is a very forgettable game in terms of the story and the characters, which is kind of ridiculous since No More Heroes 1 is, like, almost entirely story and characters. But the, the mechanics of the gameplay are actually very good. Uh, it's a very solid game, and, and I'm hoping that whenever they do do No More Heroes 3, and I'm, inter- I'm looking into the, the new No More Heroes game they're doing um, for uh, the Switch like digitally. Um, I don't know if that's going to other consoles. I don't think it is. It's weird that No More Heroes is exclusive to Nintendo every time. Although, I guess the, the first one got ported over to 360 and PS3. But uh, I'm looking forward to hopefully, you know them kind of putting together the two pieces of no more heroes one and no more heroes two and creating something um something kind of unique uh don't play the wii version okami the controls kind of are bad for that <laughs> uh i'm just gonna scroll through this as fast as i can Rodeo of the sky soldier i love Rodeo of the sky soldier but play the I was about to say, but play the Wii U version. I made a video about the Wii ver- U version. If you want to see what my defense of that game is, you should go look at it. I'll link it maybe. <laughs> um, uh, Spectrum's Origins is a fantastic Wii game. I'm just talking about Wii games now. Uh, also made a video about that. I'll also link a video about Spectrum Origins. It's a great game. <laughs> um, um, Smash Brothers. On- so, so I will say in the defense of Smash Brothers Brawl, it's a great casual party game. It may be the most fully fleshed out uh, party game of the Super Smash Brothers series. It's just a shame that mechanically the game. I'm 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 a bit of a I'm not a tournament level player or anything like that, but I do take my Smash Brothers probably too seriously, and um for for the amount of time I put into it, and um and it's a little sad that it doesn't uh, quite fill in the um 
I guess, fell in the... It's not also a great playing game. There's just times that it's, it doesn't play great, but a lot of the features around the game are pretty amazing. And I think if you're playing casually, it's mostly fine. Just very floaty game. Um, anything else? WarioWare Smooth Moves is just like a wacky game. And you know, you know, I have Wii Play, Wii Fit, Wii, Wii Play Motion, and Wii Sports listed on here. I'm a big fan of like Nintendo's Wii line in general, and I really wanted to get Wii Music and never did. But like, I I love ideas like One Two Switch and things like that that really take creative controls of the, or, or like really, really does a, a, a good job of like making creative experiences with with the controller and and you know sometimes they're not great. Wii Play is a great example of mostly not great games. <laughs> um, tanks is pretty pretty fantastic um um but it's it's um yeah it's uh i love that 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 nintendo reaching out for the extended audience i love it when nintendo does that stuff it's like we're gonna try to do something that's gonna bring you in and and you know i i feel like there's not a lot of that on the switch and i'm actually think i'm gonna pick up um and nintendo's not doing this but it's part of that 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 kind of era of Nintendo games uh there is fit, fitness boxing by Imagineer and I might I might pick that up and give that a shot um that might be a, a fun thing to look at although I'm looking at the American uh song list and I don't want any of those songs <laughs> so I'm hoping maybe if I buy the Japanese version that it will or if I just buy the English version and play it on a Japanese account and just have the Japanese songs on there that would be fantastic um but uh yeah yeah, I'm just a big fan. Big fan. This this episode's been all over the place. I just like slid my hand across the, the desk, so it kind of probably sounded like a fart, but I can assure you it was not a fart. Um, yeah, I just I'm a big fan of the Wii, and I I've always and I don't think I've ever really written an article. I did write one article that I guess I did one write article for um Bitmob at the time, which eventually became like VentureBeat, um VentureBeat Gaming, and then eventually was absorbed into VentureBeat. Um. I just really love the Wii, <laughs> and I don't get to talk about it enough, and there's times that I just want to sit there and talk about, like, a bunch of Wii games, and sometimes I don't get to do that. <laughs> um, I take it one title at a time. I think the Wii is going to be something that's going to be with me probably, you know, with how many titles I anticipate that I could probably pick up for it and be happy, it might be a system I keep playing for the rest of my life, honestly. It's weird to think about it that way. Because, it's because like, with GameCube, I probably have about, like, 60 or 70 GameCube games. And I feel done. And I feel like the Wii, I'll never feel done. But that's also the case of, like, PlayStation 2. I'll never feel done with the PlayStation 2. <laughs> Things like that. I feel like I'll be playing PlayStation 2 until the end of my life. <laughs> so, so, yeah. I guess that's it. Um... Hopefully that was of some entertaining value. I didn't really plan the episode too much out. Um, but, you know, I'm a big fan of the Wii. If you ever need to know any, um, any, uh, some Wii recommendations or something, let me know. Or if you have Wii recommendations, uh, let me know. I, I'm a, I would love to, to hear about what Wii games you love. Um, if you get the chance, uh, you can either post, you can post in the comments. I forget I have a comment section on my website. Half the time it's just, uh, 99% of the time it's just spam in there. Uh, but onecontrollerreport.com, you can, uh, post in the comments there, or you can just at me on Twitter, at O-C-U-L-I-N, Ukulian. Um, I should probably promote my stuff more often, I don't really do that. Um, like, subscribe, like, like, 
subscribe. That just seems like it's such a gross thing to do. <laughs> I don't know, but people do it for a reason because it probably works. I probably should do, I should probably do some, I need to rebrand my YouTube page at some point. Um, but yeah, that's going to do it for this week. So next week I'm going to be uh, talking about my, my time at Portland Retro Game Expo. Um, probably, unless I have nothing to say, then I'll just scrape up some other garbage to talk about, but I'm sure I'll have plenty to talk about. Um, but yeah, until then, I hope you have a great week. Um, I'm not going to have the, uh, the quick play stream, uh, determined by this point. So, um, I, maybe we'll do Rupupu Q Lup Salad. I don't know yet. Uh, I'm just trying to find, I'll, I'll try to find something. Um, but, but it probably will be, um, officially announced probably 30 minutes before the stream happens is probably what's going to happen. Um, so, so I won't say that, but definitely more lost dimensions. Uh, I have no idea what happens in the, in my timeline. It's next, it's next, like this next upcoming stream, but in your time, that was last stream. So hopefully it was good. Hopefully everything's fine. Hopefully nothing went bad. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so yeah. Uh, and then I think a quick play stream for Hard Corpse will be out Tuesday. Hard Corpse Uprising. I believe that's how this is timing is going to work out. So look forward to that. And then, uh, and then last week or this... Last week, this is hard to talk about. Last week, I think I posted a, a, a Rupupu Cube Lup Salad uh, uh, article along with like a Sarnara Umi Harkwasa thing. Check that out. I'll try to have another article ready. And if, it, if I do have another article ready, it will be up on the thing. So yeah, check my website. Check my website. OneControllerPort.com OCP. I had people mention that the OCP looks like CP, like child pornography. And I'm like, oh man, don't say that to me. <laughs> um, so I need to adjust the logo to make that less less looking like CP. <laughs> but one controller for podcast. Anyways, that's going to be it. Thanks for coming, guys. Have a good week. Bye.